Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. While cryptocurrencies have taken a battering in recent weeks, with China announcing that it would be cracking down on Bitcoin mining and trading, while Elon Musk has spoken about the need for cryptocurrencies to reduce their energy usage. In spite of this, my next guest, James Nagel from Bitcov, is predicting that Bitcoin and Ethereum will enjoy huge gains by the end of 2021. James, we'll be discussing Bitcoin and the current trends with the cryptocurrency market. But first, I want to take you back to when you and Peter decided to establish Bitcoin. What triggered this idea? Yeah, so I would have come across it, uh, Bitcoin during my master's in computer science in UCC. So I came across it there originally, dug a little more into it, ended up purchasing, I think, 500 euro. And then it just snowballed. Their interest from there grew um, so, yeah, we've seen a big gap in the market. There's no kind of service out there in Ireland providing cryptocurrencies. So we set out to build our own platform and build BitCove. So exactly what does BitCove do? BitCove, it allows Irish customers to both buy and sell a range of cryptocurrencies. So they can buy it via bank transfer, they can buy it via card. And we also have Bitcoin ATMs dotted around the country where you can buy with cash. So what is the process for somebody that wants to purchase cryptocurrency? The process, yeah, they can pop onto our website, bitcode.ie, um, and they create an account. They'll see the different cryptocurrencies available to purchase, and then they'll see the different payment options. So once they're happy with the payment option, they can go ahead, place the order, and then we can transfer the cryptocurrency to them. So it's quite straightforward. Our whole ethos was about making cryptocurrencies accessible to everyone. So you don't need to be a day trader. You don't need a degree in computer science. You're just making it as simple as possible for people to be onboard into the crypto world. And of course, we hear a lot about these public wallets. Where do they fit into this process? Public wallets, that's a good question. So there's, there's different types of wallets. There is third-party platform wallets where you leave your kind of crypto online. Not recommended. The best way to store your cryptocurrencies are offline, where you have full control over them. Cryptocurrencies allow you to be your own bank, essentially. So with that, you need to store them yourself and not rely on other platforms to store them. So our platform, BitCove, is non-custodial. We don't store the cryptocurrencies for you. Instead, we help you set up your own account, your own wallet, where you can store them securely. Okay, so what does that involve? That involves, there's different options. You can download an app from the App Store. Um, you can download an app onto your laptop or desktop. Or alternatively, you can purchase a USB key which is a specifically built device that will act as a hardware wallet. So there's three different options. And we're hearing lots as well about gas fees. Where do they fit into this overall puzzle? Yeah, gas fees are a very challenging thing at the moment. Well, it's, it's almost a sign of you know, how successful cryptocurrencies have been. So gas fees stem from the amount of transactions that can be done per second. So Bitcoin can only do seven transactions per second. And then the more transactions there are, the bigger the backlog the higher the fee to get processed first to jump the top of the queue. So that then goes from all the cryptocurrencies. So Bitcoin, Ethereum is also suffering, suffering currently a lot with that. Um, but there is um, developments currently being worked on and launching soon to enable more transactions per second and then to lower the fees for everyone that wants to partake. And James, when you look back at the early stages of your own business, Bitcove, how receptive were the banks, the pillar banks, to supporting cryptocurrency-based enterprises at the time? Irish banks have never 
been supportive of, of cryptocurrency. We've actually been backed by Bank of Ireland when we launched first. Um, we came out of an accelerator in UCC that um, for recent graduates who had an idea. So we came out of that and it was backed by Bank of Ireland. But um, I think from the start, maybe cryptocurrencies, to be fair, were unknown. Banks didn't know a lot about them. So the Irish banks haven't been supportive. They don't provide banking solutions, cryptocurrency companies. But as we've seen in the States and the UK, that tide is changing. So I won't be surprised in another year or two years where we'll see the likes of AIB and Bank of Ireland opening up the crypto companies. So how does your service actually work? Our service work? Um, so our, our, we use bank, our main banking partner is in Lithuania. So it would be a, a crypto-friendly bank. So a lot of crypto companies in Europe would either bank with a bank in Lithuania or Estonia. They're the two main countries that provide uh, cryptocurrency banking solutions. Their, their central bank there and their kind of appetite is, you know, is more in tune. And, and, and those banks would be specific for cryptocurrencies. That would companies, that's what they would deal with predominantly. And talk to us about the growth which your business, Bitcove, has experienced over the past number of years. Yeah, the growth has been, so just start off myself and my, my brother Peter for the first few years. And now we've grown to a team of seven. We've opened up an office in Dublin, Pier Street. And uh, yeah, we're, we started at one ATM and now we have 15 ATMs throughout the country. So the growth has been especially rapid in the last year, two years. We've seen a lot more interest. The Bitcoin went from fringe investment, you know, to now it's a very common day topic. You know, you see in the media, you see people talking about it. So it's really shifted in that regard. And of course, there are literally hundreds of different cryptocurrencies on the market. So what should purchasers consider or investors consider when deciding to use new cryptocurrencies? Yeah, it's a great question. There is an awful lot. And the, the rate of new cryptocurrencies coming out is increasing. So people have to be aware of the fundamentals behind the project. Look at the team. Look at the developer activity, like how much development has been done. Like what are their plans? Do they have a roadmap? Do they have a white paper? Um, things like that. You can pick out kind of you know the quality projects over just the kind of flash in the pan projects. Um, it doesn't. It's very easy to start your own cryptocurrency projects. So that's the danger. No one, um, no one's there to stop you. So our platform, we will only list like strong fundamental cryptocurrency projects. But other platforms, you may be able to purchase that have no fundamentals or no real developer activity. So that's just something to be very careful of um, when you start into your kind of crypto investing. And of course, another consideration which has come on all of our radars in recent weeks by Elon Musk's tweet is in relation to the energy consumption of the mining of cryptocurrencies themselves. And depending on the cryptocurrency, they all differ in terms of the energy usage required to actually mine one of them. Provide us with an insight into that. And secondly, does it mean that those that are more energy efficient will be the big winners eventually? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting debate. Um, it really stems down to two different mechanisms or two different ways of um, getting to consensus. So there's proof of work, which is the mining algorithm that powers a blockchain such as Bitcoin and Litecoin and Ethereum. And then you have proof of stake, which is uses a, a much less energy intensive process. So that's Cardano uh, will be the main proof of stake kind. Um, so Bitcoin, like one of the benefits of it, it's so secure in terms of the amount of energy that's been consumed to secure the network is so high, it makes the network strong as a result. 
So in terms of changing transactions or any sort of altercation to do the blockchain is near impossible. Um, so yeah, that is both a, both a, both a negative and a positive. Um, in terms of renewable energy, I think I think I think there's over 50% of renewable energy has been used to power Bitcoin miners in China. I think as you know, in the next seven years, it's going to go fully uh, renewable energy. So that's the kind of you know that's the way it's going in general. I don't see why Bitcoin would be any different to that. You look at Ethereum, they've decided to move away from proof of work and the mining, the high energy intensive, and move to proof of stake. Um, so that, that's a big move for them, and they're planning to transition the next couple of months. Um, I don't see Bitcoin doing that. I think Bitcoin will stay with proof of work because it is you know, the most trialed and trusted, and Bitcoin's moved so large now. To switch over to something new like that would be a huge undertaking. And of course, in recent weeks, we have heard lots about the latest crypto crash fueled by China's refusal to accept existing cryptocurrencies. Is this just a temporary blip? And if so, are the more established cryptocurrencies likely to bounce back quicker? Yeah, I think the last couple of weeks we've seen a, a real kind of um, a real push in the all all kinds. We'll call them the other cryptocurrencies outside the top. You know, five, and um, yeah, I think that, I think what's happening now is the price dropped. A lot of the money is flowing back into Bitcoin, back into kind of the quality projects. So um, there was kind of a stage where different projects with zero fundamentals were popping off and going to higher valuations. That's unwinded now for the good, I think, and money is being pushed back into crypto, the main cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, but that's what we see at the moment. I think that was going to continue on for the next couple of weeks. Um, you want strong projects doing well in the ecosystem. If you have weak or poor projects, you know, with good marketing, doing well but no team behind them, it's only damaging the, the, you know, the overall ecosystem. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that was definitely uh, needed to wash out some of these kind of bad actors or, you know, some of these teams that are, you know, the best and don't have the best intentions. And I'm going to ask you now to pull out the crystal ball for a second and ask you for your prediction for the value of Bitcoin and Ethereum in December 2021. December 2021. I think we're going through a phase of accumulation currently. So we'll see, you know, I think the institutions purchasing Bitcoin was a big narrative throughout the year. But I don't think they were as quick to buy, you know, over 40, over $50,000. Whereas now we're in a period I can see them accumulating up and we could stay here for the next, you know, next couple of weeks, and once we once we have you know that accumulation period finished, I think it's very easy to break our all-time high of sixty-two, sixty-three thousand dollars, and reach you know possibly two hundred thousand dollars. Ethereum, I would be aiming at ten thousand dollars would be my prediction for end of this year. You are very optimistic, I have to say that. Matty Soudiger of DCL Blogger, of course, he's NFT obsessed. What are your thoughts yeah. on those and the impact that they will have on cryptocurrencies? Yeah, I think it's bringing a new realm of eyes into crypto. So, you know, you have a lot of artists now becoming aware of cryptocurrencies and how it can, you know, work for them. So we get a lot of requests in from, like, artists that want to launch and how they can launch on this, you know. So everything is going digital. So having digital art, I think it's going to be the new norm. I think it's going to, you know, grow at the same pace as, you know, physical artists. I think it's very important to cryptocurrencies to 
kind of provide something or to, to, for, to get everyone involved as opposed to just being, you know, purely for speculating on prices or purely for people that are, you know, very into technology or finance. So this aspect really is, you know, a strong, um, uh, yeah, a strong pull in for kind of another range of another audience. And James, apart from NFTs, what are the other trends coming down the track that could influence cryptocurrencies going mainstream? I think the most exciting thing at the moment is DeFi, so decentralized finance. So it's getting rid, rid of intermediaries, getting rid of banks, so people will be able to, if you want to do loan out um, Bitcoin or some stable coin and earn an interest, you will have to do that in a safe manner. If you wanted to borrow cryptocurrencies, you'd have to do that. And instead of paying a bank a fee, you're now paying each other a fee. So it increases, you know, at the moment with banks in Ireland, some banks are offering negative interest rates. Whereas if you deposit crypto on a DeFi platform, you can earn up to 7-8% um, interest per year. But that really got a lot of people excited and just the, um, he bringing, yeah, again, bringing more people into the ecosystem in the U.S., um, a law was passed recently that banks can also get involved in, it, in that. So we have seen some banks experimenting with platforms like Aave and Compound. So, yeah, I think that's going to be huge in the next one to two years. And back to Bitcove, what is the growth plan for the business over the coming years and how will you achieve it? Yeah, we're looking to push out the platform outside of just serving Irish customers to a European base. Um, so we have the banking, we have the knowledge, we have the customer support now all in place so we're ready to kind of push out and take advantage of what we have and offer to the rest of Europe. Same with our ATMs with the expand in into the UK. Um, we already have one in Belfast so that was the start of that journey. Um, but yeah, I think the UK and Europe then currently it's just a website launching an app we've been working on for the last couple of weeks. Um, that would be an exciting addition to our offering. Um, so what we want is Maybe the one place for people to go if they want to purchase or they want to trade cryptocurrencies. They won't need to go to another app to buy, you know, a kind of, especially a kind of strong fundamentals. They'll all be on our platform. So we'll provide a full package. Um, so that's the, next, that's the plan for the next uh, year. And of course, many people feel that they missed the Bitcoin gold rush as they were too late to the party and it's just after outpricing them at this stage. But is there still money to be made from an investment perspective, in your opinion, in the overall world of cryptocurrency? And if so, what advice have you got for listeners this morning? Yeah, it's a good question. So with Bitcoin, there is, will only ever be 21 billion Bitcoins out there in circulation. So people will look at these new cryptocurrencies, but they'll have a lot higher uh, circulating supply. Whereas again, Bitcoin will only have 21 million Bitcoins out there. So it is quite rare. And the pace has been bought up and there's a lot of people buying up large amounts of institutions in the US, to traders in Asia. So yeah, the supply is decreasing and the demand is obviously increasing year on end. Um, the other altcoins, they have, you must look at their circulating supply versus Bitcoin circulating supply get a true, you know, the price might be one cent or two cent, but again, how many coins are out there in existence? How many coins do they plan on releasing? All these things are very important. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would look at, start your crypto journey looking at, you know, the top, top tier cryptocurrencies. And then as you get more comfortable, you can start looking at kind of some of the newer ones that are coming up and you'll see, you know, some 
good, you know, if you see good investors in the team or good advisors, you can, you know, happy to kind of go in. But um, yeah, I would definitely look at the, the few different metrics that I would say would be, you know, total market cap, total circuit supply, um, the team, the advisors, and you kind of get a, a good picture then without just entering blindly, um, which can be the case sometimes. James, I'm interested in hearing about yourself and Peter's end goal here with Bitcove. Is the plan here to build this, to sell it, maybe back to one of the more traditional banks in the years to come? I think the way things are going, that it would be, you know, the progress of Bitcove would be to move into the kind of banking sector. So, you know, maybe apply for an e-money institution license. So we could have customers can deposit Bitcoin and customers can also deposit Euro. And that would be our pathway forward, you know, providing that full 360 experience in terms of they can swap in instantly back and forth in a secure manner. Um, and yeah, that would definitely be the kind of plan for us. And we've, we've, it's happening already. We've seen the US, some cryptocurrency companies are going down, getting the chartered banking license. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely um, what we would see. Um, we would much prefer to be in control of our own journey than um, you know being acquired by a bank and having to um, you know it would somewhat stifle innovation or stifle our development. We would love to be you know allowed to push that forward our, our, ourselves. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was James Nagel from Bitcov, and I'd like to thank James for joining us on this morning show. And, of course, any investing in cryptocurrency comes with a huge health warning. Buyer beware. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.